0: Welcome to Tune My Heart, a Saturday segment here at Life in the Liturgy, where we help you prepare for worship on Sunday. Today we are talking about worship as warfare. In Matthew 16, 18, Jesus says this to the Apostle Peter, I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. There is one very specific thing to notice here. Hell is on the defensive The church is on the offensive. Yes, Sundays are for Sabbath rest, but not for falling asleep on the battlefield. Yes, God intends to fill your cup on Sundays with his grace, but that fill is more like the long-distance runner who gets the Gatorade barrel dumped on them at the end of a hard-fought race. Worship is not a passive event or a spectator sport. There's no campers hanging out in the high perch of Battle Creek while your buddies are getting blasted down below by rocket launchers. Shout out to my Halo 1 fans. J.C. Ryle put it this way, quote, Necessity is laid upon us. We must fight. There are no promises in the Lord Jesus Christ's epistles to the seven churches except to those who overcome. Where there is grace, there will be conflict. The believer is a soldier. There is no holiness without warfare. Saved souls will always be found to have fought a fight, End quote. So who are we fighting against? Our enemy Satan and his host of demons and devils. As Paul said in Ephesians, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. In other words, there's a lot more going on than just a bad night of sleep on Saturday, or fussy and disobedient kids on Sunday morning. There's an animating power behind those feelings of lethargy in worship. There's an enemy who is whispering, if not shouting, lies to you about the necessity of your presence in the congregation. He is quite literally hell-bent on keeping you from darkening the doors of the sanctuary in the first place, and his attack does not stop if you somehow dodge those bullets and made it to your seat. He will then remind you of all the ways you do not measure up and do not belong in the throng of worshipers. He will tell you your singing is forced and phony. He will be sure to annoy you with every crying baby and every squirming mid-sermon bathroom-goer who breaks your attention. He will tell you your confession was not genuine and that the gospel does not apply to you today. You've out-sinned God's grace. You aren't holy enough. You aren't spiritual enough. Your hands are dirty. Your heart is dirty. How loud did you yell at your kids in the car? Did you really do that again this week? And what does the good Christian soldier do in the midst of this battle? You say something to the effect of, You don't know the half of it, Satan, and defiantly sing even louder, confess even deeper, and lift your hands even higher. That's the more provoking side of Satan. The other side is more like the siren song effect in the movie, O Brother, Where Art Thou? Its lyrics are enchanting, its tune is blissful and relaxing, its tempo slow and smooth, until you finally drift off into a soothed conscience that believes you really don't need to gather with the saints today you're doing quite well after all. You read your Bible every day this week and didn't even snap at the kids. The game starts at 1130. It's 75 and sunny and those golf balls aren't going to hit themselves. You deserve a nice slow morning and the kids will appreciate you for it. Did God really say you must worship him on the Lord's day? Who does he think he is anyway, controlling your life like that? He did say he's gracious after all. He won't really care if you skip a Sunday or two and just do some self-care. You knocked it out of the park last week when you served in kids. Don't you deserve some rest? And just like that, you're asleep on the battlefield, unarmed, disarmed. This is warfare. Our enemy's tactics are many. You felt them. Maybe you're feeling them right now. So what are you to do? Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Ephesians 6, 10-18. Worship is warfare. You are a soldier in the army of the war general, Jesus Christ. And as the hymn says, he must win the battle. The enemy is behind his gates. Blow a hole in the gates of hell with your shaky and out-of-tune song. Shed a whole mess of light into the darkness by bringing your sins out into the light. Feast on Jesus in the face of your enemy at the Lord's Supper. Silence his lies with truth. Pull an eight-mile on Satan and beat him to the punch about every accusation that he could throw in your face. Lift your drooping heads to the hills from which your help comes. The Lord is on your side, whom then shall you fear? Go to war this Sunday with your brothers and sisters in arms, and see your conquering king mount in triumph over the enemy of your soul.